ask me to talk. Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas from the ridiculous to the sublime on Don't Ask Me to Talk. Now, here's your host, Stacy Heller. Hello, welcome to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am here with Bruce Flammer of Michael Bruce Image Consulting, who I'm telling you this right <laughs> off the top because he's going to try to run the show and I'm not going to let him. I always run the show. Okay. So um, also on the phone is Pamela, and she is part of the team as well. And I would argue that um, if he's the ringmaster, she's everything else. Um, she always says that. Uh, what is it, Pamela, that uh, um, you do all the work? I'm just the pretty face or something? Yeah, pretty much. Something like that. <laughs> and, um, you know, and Beck, who is also part of the team, she wasn't able to join us today. Um, however, she is always here in spirit and she's totally part of this circus so anyway i had to quickly introduce bruce before he interrupted me and did it himself Whew. so welcome to the show <laughs> if you have any questions or comments make sure that you call in to 425-373-5527 and um i already talked about who my guest is because here they are and basically these people are my family. And you don't I'm, want me to do a mic check here? Oh, no. my gosh. Here we go. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, here is some quick tips about Bruce. He has a short torso that he complains about all the time. Oh, my gosh. I'm just bringing it up, like, right out of the gate. He loves the color orange. It's the color of rebirth and rejuvenation, and it's what he identifies with in terms of his style and his brand. He also has a cool jazz voice that he likes to bring out when he's on the radio. So go ahead, show the people. <laughs> go ahead. You know you want to. See, I made him laugh. I love this. <laughs> he obviously can't perform on command here. Oh, oh, yeah, I can. <laughs> oh, see, there it is. So there it is, folks. That's a little something from Sade. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, I think I just threw up in my mouth a little. <laughs> so, um, keeping it smooth, Stacey. Uh, yes, yes, we are. Exactly. And if you want to be able to listen to Bruce say that on heavy rotation, then <laughs> you can actually listen to the podcast version of Don't Ask Me to Talk by texting D-A-M-T-T -T to 55678. And then that's right. You can listen to Bruce say that over and over again. Where's, where's, where's the video camera here? So, I mean, you know, I know it's radio, but you <laughs> I do look good today. Should I say something about how you have a face for radio? <laughs> that feels bad. You have style for TV. So, you know. All right. So we're going to get into what Bruce and Pamela and Beck do with Michael Bruce Image Consulting. Spoiler alert. It has to do with style and image consulting. There, I said it. Um, but first, it's a little me time. And as I said, this is my show. <laughs> so, you know. I feel like the, at this part, these like Stacyisms. I listened to your show a couple times. Oh, and, uh, gee, thanks. I have. And I love it. <laughs> And uh, but I think you need music, you know, a little music during the underlude of the Stacyisms, you know, like like Jimmy Fallon does where he does his, you know, thank you notes. I need I'll, to figure I'll, out a little bit of music Eric? there. Maybe just something that's kind of. Is that something that we can look to do in the future during my Stacyisms? Sure. Or we can just have Bruce come in each week and kind of hum gently. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. This is why 
Eric gets paid the big bucks. <laughs> Maybe I will record a nice hum <laughs> and send it to you. <laughs> it's better if it's live. Though. It's better if it's I, live? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. You Let's don't have anything to, to do. do. Oh, my gosh. That wouldn't be annoying at all, would it? No, <laughs> not at all. Or distracting. Or distracting. Are you saying I'm distracting? Yes, you're very distracting. It's because you're so well-dressed and handsome. <laughs> I right. would go with annoying. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was just trying to keep his ego fed for a second. So I knew I was not going to have a lot of time today because somebody was going to be distracting. So I don't have much to share this week. Although I do want to say hi to mom, hi to Diane, and hi to Lee. Hey, Glop. How are you? Hey, mom. Nice. Um, Friday night. Friday night, I spent with, in part, the girls that I went to high school with, some of them. So people that are avid, avid listeners like yourself, Bruce, <laughs> avid, um, listeners. avid listeners, they may recall that I had Raquel Hill on the show and she was a classmate of mine back when I went to Stewart Country Day School of the Sacred Heart. And as a result of our little mini uh, kind of reunion, she was inspired to get as many of us together as she could. And there actually was like 17 people on this Zoom call that she did. And she sent out recipes, and she even partnered with One Hope Wine so that if people wanted to have a happy hour, then uh, they could order the wine and they could give back to a charity that she was raising money for. So it was really cool. Uh, in addition to me and Raquel, there was Liliana, Joanna, Catherine, Denise, Seema, Stephanie, Helen, Maritza, Susan, Paulette for like a hot second, um, Sabrina, Why Ellen. Why did Paulette get the hot second? Well... Here's the sitch. It was almost not nice for you to do that. No, there's a reason. I think it's my fault. Oh, okay. And I feel really bad about it. Okay. Because I... Would you like, tell her like an hour later? No. I haven't seen her in forever, and she was working, and she looked awesome, and her phone, her Zoom thing wasn't muted, and so I could hear her typing, and so I sent her a direct message mm -hmm. thing, and I was like, are you typing? Like, and... Then she was like, got to jump off, duty calls. And I'm like, ooh, I wasn't trying to call her out for the fact that she was okay. working. It was gotcha. more like trying to engage. Like, hey, I haven't seen you. Did and you that, follow up with that? Uh, I Yes, I have tried to do that. So. Okay. Um, so anyway. Make sure you're up on the up on. Up on. Yeah, thank, thank feeling you. good about that. They, they, well, I'm not, which is why I'm talking about it everywhere. <laughs> because clearly, <laughs> this is the forum to discuss my dirty laundry. <laughs> yeah. You're not over this yet. No, actually. I'm not. Because you haven't I, worked through it. I feel I don't like people thinking that I am calling them out on something. Pamela, what do you think about that? Um, I know if they do come in from on that, I would feel bad too. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm the only one that wouldn't. <laughs> no, you obviously you don't internalize these things, but Stacy clearly does. I do. And, you know, I haven't seen her in forever, and I would never want her to think that I'm calling her out on something. All so right. anyway. All right, well, see, so we just gave her a good couple minutes on your show. Uh, which I am pretty sure that she has waited all her life until this moment. <laughs> Absolutely. To get her two minutes of Stacy, like, I'm so sorry, Paulette. Um, <laughs> so anyway, where was I? Oh, Sabrina, Ellen, Joy, Sheila, and Tara. So now, here was my two big takeaways. Which, timing of everything is amazing. One, they all looked so much like they did back in high school to me. Like, it, there was nobody that I was like, oh, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just, I mean, I'm keeping it real. That's what I do That's here. good that it wasn't like, whoa. Right. And so that actually made me feel like, maybe I don't look so bad myself. 
I mean, I know that's a weird. Yeah. That's a weird thing. I've seen pictures when you were younger. You look, you know, you still stays. Well, and, you know, like some of them have gained weight. Some of them have lost weight. Some of them, you know, like whatever. Right. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like same with me. But who they are had nothing to do with how like they looked. It was the essence of that. Exactly. Which is why this whole thing. I mean, the, the timing of having you guys on the show is like crazy because my other big takeaway was seeing everyone and what they've done and who they've become and what they're focusing on now. It was so on brand for who they were in high school. So, for instance, like Liliana. Now, Liliana is like my best friend. And um, so I can say this. She's still a school nerd. (laughs) (laughs) She she works. She's now an administrator. She was a teacher and she works for um, a an organization of schools that are for international students. And, you know, she does amazing work. It's awesome. And she is such an advocate for, you know, kids that are from different places, different cultures and those kinds of things. And so I say that with all of the love and respect in my heart, but she's totally a school nerd. Um, like she's the girl that like lost her paper on the like the morning that it was due and was like, I'm so sorry. And still got an A like there was no penalty. <laughs> and, uh, Liliana was like, did it ever occur to you that maybe my paper was just that good? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. honestly, no. I don't think I've ever produced anything <laughs> that good. So My teacher looked at me and said, again. Right. Like, and Liliana, like, right. she's very, very smart. Uh, Sheila. So Sheila is involved in her church. She leads confirmation classes and youth group. I cannot tell you how on brand that is for Sheila. You're not surprised. Not at all. And it was funny because when I, you know, she's like, I'm the confirmation lady. I was like, oh, you're that lady. Um, which is to say amazing and patient. That's totally cool. Then there's Maritza. Uh, Maritza is ridiculously crafty and creative. Like she uses a bandsaw or whatever it is. She makes these hatch skills is her uh, Instagram and her company. And she makes these like beautiful you know, bottle openers and all of these things that she's got this, uh, like, saw of some kind. And I'm like, it's like watching those YouTube videos where they make that jiggly cake. Like, right. you watch her videos and you're just, like, mesmerized. Yeah. So, um, Catherine teaches art. She was, like, in high school, she was, like, unbelievable. Like, that person that you're like, you did that? Um, Joanna. Joanna is, like, you know, she's quietly busting her butt and now... She's super low-key cool about it. But meanwhile, she's a celebrity esthetician. She has a new book out called Glow. And, you know, I said something about my show. And she's like, well, you haven't asked me to be on it. And I was like, honestly, like, you're kind of way bigger than this show. (laughs) And she was like, no, I'm not. So she's going to be coming on. I love that. Okay, but here's when you know that your life is a little different. She said, I have to check the Emmy schedule. Uh, Okay. And I was like, (laughs) right, right. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Sure. I have to see if I'm going to be busy with my clients. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Totally. I'll have my people contact your people. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is to say, like, Do you nobody. have people? Yeah, I got nobody. <laughs> <laughs> All by myself. <laughs> oh, put that on the playlist. Put that on the playlist. <laughs> um, anyway, and like Sabrina has pursued law, like all of these things. So my point is that when I used to give presentations with you guys, right, we would talk um, – about you would always show the picture of yourself in second or third grade with your jacket on and your little ascot and your glasses looking exactly how you look now. <laughs> and it reminded me of that, that I you should bring the ascot. 
back, I think. I think, or the dicky. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a thing. So it was a powerful moment where the team reminds people to look back at who they were before there was this outside pressure or influence, and it threw us off track. So it made me think about looking back at these women to see that they've come full circle to who they are and how they show up was really powerful. And it reminded me of the always commercial that is called Like a Girl, where, you know, they ask anywhere from teens to adults, men and women to say, you know, throw like a girl, run like a girl, yeah, um, you know, do this like a girl. And the way that the older folks did it was a parody of how a girl would do it versus the younger girls when asked, it showed them working really hard mm-hmm. and taking it seriously. And it was... You know, it reminds me of basically what was fostered at Stewart with all of these women. Um, you know, we were basically told that we can do anything and we had the power within us and we can make it happen. And, and all of these women are. So um, basically, my Stasiism then, ready? Are you going to do like the music? Yeah, okay. <laughs> are you going to hum? You need, you need music for yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't. I'm working on that. Be open to changing your narrative. So whatever it is that you told yourself when you were 8 or 18 or 28 or 38 or whatever it is that you told yourself to protect yourself, whether it's like, is your toe really so hideous that you won't wear open-toe shoes? (laughs) Okay, this is personal for me. (laughs) Is that that you or me, Stacey? Because I said the same thing. Okay, no, that's me also. Like, this is, I'll, I'll tell you offline, like, what, what somebody once said about my toe. Um, I can imagine. Well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you've seen it. Um, You know. (laughs) The question of like, are you too loud or too outspoken? Are you too, are you really too big for horizontal stripes? Um, do you need to say you're sorry all the time for some reason? Um, do your feet hurt from walking on the eggshells um, all these years? So if that's the case, then change the narrative and be the person that you imagined you would be in your second or third grade picture. I never thought I had a short torso until I got older. Okay, so... <laughs> Ironically, the thing that I have before we're going to go to break is I wrote that a big part of what attracted me to working with Bruce and his team is the message of dressing your body, not your baggage. I have baggage. He's got baggage. So we all have baggage and that's exactly the message. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk with Bruce and Pamela of Michael Bruce Image Consulting. Keep listening. Yeah. Art lovers, climate-concerned citizens, and you are invited to a virtual art show. The exhibition, From Green to Gray, opens Friday, April 2nd, and runs through May 31st. The virtual exhibition, conceived by artist and high school senior William Raines, will focus on the effects of climate change and will feature juried work from artists around the world. Profits raised from print sales will support the Sunrise Movement, an organization fighting for progressive climate policy in the United States. To learn more, go to fromgreentogray.com. Note, gray is spelled with an E.
Hi, this is Lisa Downs, host of Reigniting You, the show that takes a positive, forward-looking approach to mid-to-late career transitions for Gen Xers and Boomers every Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock Pacific. Whether you're looking to stay in the traditional workforce, do your own thing, or retire or semi-retire, Reigniting You is your source for career transition advice, inspiration, and insight for what's next in your career and life. Join me Wednesdays at 3 o'clock to get re-energized, recharged, and reignited. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Don't ask me to talk. Music's kind of funky, Stacey. Kind of like it. Thank you so much. Dave Nelson actually did that for me, and I told him to use um, uh, Kermit the Frog and Spinderella as an inspiration. And, <laughs> I, you know what, Bruce? <laughs> Is this the part where you're going to say, like, you're so, so stupid? stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you with this stuff. Where where does this come from? It, it I don't know what to say. Good night. It's on brand for me. It's so on the funny brand part for is you. so, and Pamela, you'll appreciate this. So uh-huh. the part where I'm saying "Don't ask me to talk" is actually from recordings of doing Wisdom from the Wardrobe, which is the Michael Bruce Image Consulting podcast. Yes, and as much, yeah. yep. yep, and so he was able to glean that, and it just made perfect sense that that's what I would call this show. Yes. Okay, so enough about me, she said in a rare moment of awareness. <laughs> Very rare moment. <laughs> All right, takes one to know one. I just, <laughs> hey, I'm a low-key guy. Yeah, okay, you know? the only adult my thing. in the room right now, well, literally in the room is Eric, but the only <laughs> other adult in the virtual room is Pamela. Is Pamela. So, yeah. <laughs> So I have known Bruce since 2011. We got yes. to know each other through Grace, yada, yada, yada. I uh, worked with Bruce. I've worked with Pamela and mm-hmm. Beck. I still consider myself part of the team and family. You still work with us. I still work with you. Yeah. And Don't be using that worked. Okay, well, I worked it. <laughs> <laughs> you worked it, girl. Exactly. <laughs> And I still work it. There you go. So, uh, however. That's a song. It's like, what was that? Rihanna? No, no. What's work, that? Work, 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 work. Oh, no, now we have to pay girls. money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone's going to confuse me with Rihanna, though. No, no, no. There's another <laughs> song. Is it girl? Um, okay, well, I'll let you ruminate on that. Um, it's five. You? It's those five gals. Oh, okay. Dustin I thought you were talking child? about RuPaul, supermodel. No, yeah. no, no. But that one's good, too. So. The one that P. Diddy did the did the group? Yes. You mean the Pussycat Dolls? No, no. No, the no. one that he, like his contest that he yep. had, and then they yep. fell apart they and fell all apart. went to yep. Yep. Heller in a handbasket. Yep. So. It'll come to us afterwards. Yeah, it, it totally will. We'll put that will. on the list. We'll put that on the playlist. <laughs> so we keep talking about a playlist because, um, now see, you have me off topic, but Wisdom from the Wardrobe uh, decided that because we are clearly always making musical references, we decided that it only made sense when we make these squirrel-like declarations. What squirrel-like declarations? Uh, exactly. That we needed to create a playlist so that people that listen to the uh, podcast could listen to our awesome and diverse playlist. And yes. so there is a playlist on Spotify that people can follow. Okay. So let's get back to the real stuff here. The real stuff. So last week... Pia was on the show and we were talking about being an entrepreneur and you started a business all these years ago, essentially with yourself as the service or the product. Yes. Which 
by the way, you know, it's one person to have a vision of, you know, I'm going to turn this building into this or I'm going to like do this or do that. That you had tons of experience. Tons of experience. Tons of experience. And, you know, I don't want to like, trust me, he's got tons of experience in the industry in vast different areas. It's it's a confidence level that you had in seeing that there was a service in the area that was missing. Based on your experience, you have the confidence to know that you could fill that gap. Uh, it's a huge risk, and yet it was one you were willing to take. Yes. That's it? That's your just, answer? Just jump jump off and do it. Did you find that you had a lot of support, or was it rough going? You know, it's um, the hardest part in starting the business was deciding that I was going to stop doing a part-time job. I did it part-time for a while, kind of on the weekends, at nights, whenever I could kind of get some time away. Mm-hmm. Uh, deciding I was going to just do it full-time was like scary, actually. It was like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot and do it. And that was uh, the biggest thing I did was actually rebrand the company from P-Style Image Consulting to Michael Bruce Image Consulting. Mm-hmm. That was actually the biggest thing because at the time there was an interesting product on Amazon (laughs) 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 called called the Uh, peace style. uh, And that's what people would find when they'd go to my website. And I was like, that's not me. Yep. Nope. (laughs) So I had to rebrand. Yeah. Well, you know, so that's how we're all chuckling because we know what this product is. Exactly. (laughs) And I, you know what? I'm pretty sure that anybody listening is intelligent and can put it together. Um, so, you know, that's that is that's a huge risk to take. So, you know, I, I bring that up because, you know, starting from nothing or perceived nothing, mm-hmm. it reminds people that actually you do have something. You have experience mm-hmm. and you have the willingness to take a risk and you have confidence. And, you know, now you've developed a team that, you know, we all have the same confidence in you and the service or product mm-hmm. that you offer. Uh, so... Why don't you like actually talk about what it is that you do? Um, <laughs> Maybe Pamela needs to do it. Maybe Pamela <laughs> should talk about what we do. <laughs> Remember, I'm uh, just a pretty face, Pamela. Remember, you do all the work. We okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> say yes. It's this okay. is going to be recorded, and so you can <laughs> right exactly. So yeah, so image consultants basically helping people take that. Um, in a narrative about who they are and showing it to the outside world. So helping people figure out what their true sense of style is and their personal brand. So everything from, you know, hair options to makeup to eyewear to clothing, building sustainable wardrobes for people. And by sustainable really mean, you know, things that uh, move throughout their entirety of their life that they can actually um, dig into and really keep that momentum going and not slip back into old habits. really just helping people figure out that narrative from when they were eight years old, like you talked about earlier, mm-hmm. and finding themselves again and helping them really bring that message forward and show people who they really are through great style, but in a way that really feels like them and not like they're playing dress up or trying to be somebody else or somebody else's version of themselves. Mm-hmm. It's so well said. Right? Wow. This wow. is why she gets paid the big bucks. This is bucks. why she gets paid the big bucks. Right. Actually, let me <laughs> let me take this moment to say this is why she should get paid more bucks. Um, and and this idea of not, you know, people have a tendency to confuse. We, we've talked about this a lot in presentations. The idea of fashion, 
with trend mm-hmm. and with style and, you know, and breaking it down to people dismiss fashion as something that's, you know, frivolous. Mm-hmm. And when it's on the runway and it's a Gaultier gown that is, you know, made out of, uh, you know, spider webs and like. Very artistic and beautiful, I'm right, sure. Right. And gorgeous. Right. But that is not anything that really translates anywhere other than that space. Right. And then, right. you know, trends being the things that are based on the Pantone color of the year mm-hmm. and, you know, we're seeing feathers and we're seeing, I will not say it again, <laughs> and we're, right. you know, seeing this and that. Yeah, so ba- basically, you know, it's, it's this cycle. So the, the fashion is the art form of what comes from the designer's minds, you know, and that is really indicative to what's happening socially. Um, and then the trends are a manifestation of that, if you like. It's taking portions of that that are actually going to translate well into the market space, depending on where you are in the world. And style is really that innate sense of how you dress. And you can incorporate parts of trend and parts of fashion into that. But that doesn't make up who you are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't chase trends and you shouldn't chase your style. Your style is... It's you innate. Know, like it's you said, evolve. It's, it's that inner. We do, with our clients, yeah. we do a lot of that inner work to figure out kind of what's going on. That so their inner self, their inner authentic style is truly what it gets reflected out to the world. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's about asking those difficult questions, you know, okay, why, you know, why are you gravitating towards this particular thing if it doesn't feel right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of asking those questions about where this, negative talk comes from sometimes that's actually blocking you from finding um, a, your style again and making you feel really good about who you are and everything about your life. Right. Like, why aren't there any open-toe shoes in your closet? Right. Right. Why aren't right. there any horizontal stripes? Correct. Um, exactly. And usually it's that, it's that clutter, you know, mind clutter that is, is blocking things for people mm-hmm. and not allowing them to be them true selves. Yeah, I love that when someone says they can't or they do not wear something like, oh, I can't wear that color or I never wear that. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. that's always a good challenge for us. We're like, okay, you know what we're going to do, right? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Like you just draw a line in the sand. We're putting them in that color and we're going to show them how to wear it. Uh Uh-huh. And it's going to become their favorite thing, interestingly. Yeah. Because really they always wanted to do it. Otherwise they wouldn't have brought it up like first and foremost. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's about showing people how to do it and do it well. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, I love the fact that it says a lot about your ability to see what was needed and that vision that you have um, to have a business now where, you know, you do have basically two dedicated stylists that work with you and, you know, all kinds of support and and it's it's an incredible thing. And while the pandemic slowed you down, just like, by the way, it slowed down the entire world. Yes. It didn't stop you because the team has worked virtually with people since way before the pandemic. Way before the pandemic. Because there's clients from all over the country that you work mm-hmm. with. Absolutely. And I dare use that word uh, pivot. Um, <laughs> what, what's the other word that we use instead of pivot, Pamela? Oh, we changed track. We changed track. You yeah. know, <laughs> Modified. <laughs> anything but pivot, right? Do yeah, the twist. <laughs> Yes, it's just been so overused for us that we're just like, okay, let's find another narrative for what where we're going. Absolutely. I think it's interesting because um, oftentimes people are like, oh, well, so do you do virtual? And we have been doing virtual styling for clients, like you said, for a while now because mm-hmm. we do have clients all over the country. I think the, uh, the what people think is virtual styling takes less time. 
I mean, that's yeah. one of the things. But the reality is that actually it takes more time um, to do virtual styling. And we do do it. We do it every single day with mm-hmm. clients. Um, but it's interesting. I think that's a little bit of a misnomer for people going, oh, wow, it'll be easier because you can just do it virtually. I don't need to see you. I'm like, well, it's actually not easier, um, which actually takes a true professional to know fabrics, brands, fits, and things like that, that so you know exactly how it's going to work. We actually have a client right now that we're working with in Florida that we have never seen like face-to-face, like as far as besides a video wow. call. And we're on his second round of wardrobe, and his clothes fit him great. He loves it. He's super excited. It's it's the virtual thing is kind of when you do it right, <laughs> when you could do it well, it's really cool, right, P? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, and yeah. it speaks to you talk about how when you first started out, you had like this, you know, twenty question or like fifty, a hundred <laughs> question, it was a, like. It was- it you was know, a lot. It was like the SATs <laughs> of style. It was. It and, was 56 questions, actually. Right. And, you know, <laughs> trying to really get to the heart. And over the years, you've really honed that list and you have a personal style assessment that anybody can go to your website and fill it out mm-hmm. as an inquiry. And, yep. you know, you do like a, a 20 minute discovery call with people that's totally Absolutely. complimentary. Yep. And so you have this, you know, this personal style assessment or PSA that you have them fill out and the questions, it doesn't just address the size or, you know, your height or the activities you do. It even has some questions in there that help you understand their mindset. Like name something about yourself, a feature that you like. Right. And people struggle. Really, I just read one this morning from a potential client that inquiry, and she literally put down the word none. Name a feature, about one feature about yourself that you like, and in her PSA it says none. I was like, wow. Like, hey, I can't wait to talk to her. Right. Because <laughs> I'm going to say none? Right. Like, that's sad to me. And I think that is something that shows the the depth of what it is that – you and Pamela and Beck do with people that, you know, you're holding up a mirror to them so that instead of when they look in that mirror and they say, I don't see anything that I like. Instead, Mm -hmm. when they look in the mirror after working with you, they're like, oh, Mm -hmm. like, actually, you know, I kind of look good. Yeah. And, you know, our job is to make people feel good, not Mm -hmm. just look good, but feel really good about themselves, too. And Bruce says this quite often, people, we're their biggest cheerleaders. I know that sounds a little kind of, okay, you say this, do you actually mean it? But we do. We want people to make sure that they feel fabulous throughout the entire process. Um, You know, and that's really help, you know, our way of doing that is helping them talk through this this negative Mm self-talk and looking for the positives in themselves and actually showing them the positives in themselves in a way that's direct right in front of the mirror. Like, you know, do you see this about yourself? You, You know, and just helping them change their mindset. Oh, A hundred percent. And, you know, before I worked with Bruce, we would get together and we would be talking about, you know, your business and we'd be talking about ideas. And then um, I think you're the first man that wanted me for my mind, actually. (laughs) I I said, I looked at you and I said, I don't know what you're going to do for me or how we're going to operate this thing. I said, but I need you and I need your mind. So it was great. It was. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly, it's a huge compliment. And. So, you know, having the opportunity to then go and work with Bruce and see him do what he does, 
I may give him a hard time and, you know, say that he's a knucklehead and, and like, raz him nonstop. I wouldn't stick around if there wasn't some quality there. And I, But you're always my, trying to kill me. Well, I am. Because he's not really <laughs> allergic to these things. I, I am, am convinced. allergic to peanuts. I, I am. And strawberries and raspberries. Okay, but the strawberry thing and the raspberry <laughs> thing, like, seriously, who's allergic to the little hairs on them? Like, that's a picky child thing. <laughs> Okay, and I am sorry to anybody that has an allergy to the little hairs on hairy fruit. I believe you. Anyway. <laughs> I do. I believe you. You're not a diva, probably. So I like to give you a hard time. And then, you know, and I'll have people say to me, like, okay, but, like, between you and me, is is he good at what he does? And in the same way that I use my intuition to know which entrance to go in when I'm working with a client, you know exactly from which entrance to work with a client so that they don't feel so exposed. I mean, you start in the closet Mm -hmm. and that is a really intimate place. It is. And you're really vulnerable and you find always the right entrance that the person isn't going to feel ambushed or surprised or uncomfortable. And by the end, like... Some of your clients are like stripping down in front of you, which is why you always have <laughs> Pamela or Beck with you. Absolutely. <laughs> it's to protect you yes. um, as much as the client. But there's just a, it, there becomes this partnership and camaraderie mm-hmm. that's really powerful. And yeah. I know you feel it with uh, clients too, Pamela. Like, you know, you'll go oh, back uh, and forth and be, mm-hmm. you know, people reach out to you. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, I mean, you hit the nail on the head there when you talked about when we go into people's closets, there's this vulnerability about that. I mean, the vulnerability starts when they fill in the PSA, Mm -hmm. when they're open and honest about that. But just the fact that they're willing to, you know, impart this information on you, you have to take that gently and really figure out how you're going to um, step forward with these people and really make it so it's personal for me as well when I'm dealing with a client that I want to make sure I'm, um, you know, gentle with every area of what we're dealing with because you don't know what some necessarily someone's backstory is and why they feel about these things. But I, I want everybody that I come in contact with to just know that I'm there for them and that I'll do whatever it takes to really get them on the right path and feel really good about themselves. Yeah, that's that. We talk about this all the time when we have clients. We um, when we come to someone's house to do their closet. Uh, consultation, <clears throat> we ask them to pull out two outfits mm-hmm. and have them ready to either try on or sometimes they're wearing. Is what is show us the outfit that you recently purchased or that recently wore that you felt really good in? And then we also want you to show us the outfit that you recently wore and you didn't feel good in. And we really put people people in the mirror and then we really talk we then we talk about all of these different things like why you felt good in it this is the reason why so you wore this and this is probably why you didn't feel great in that and these are the little areas that you could improve or or not or this is what you're doing and the number one thing we find with clients is people are wearing their clothes too big but i think what's also important is the education portion that Mm -hmm. we we have with our clients is we don't just tell you know 
say oh, that doesn't look good on you and move on. We really want to educate people and just let them know, okay, you know what, this is great and here's why, mm-hmm. or here's a few tweaks that you could do to make that even better. And I think the outfits where we ask people to try on that they didn't feel great in, I think those outfits are, are really important. They're mm-hmm. real telling points about what's holding people back and why they don't feel good about themselves. So really talking through those things with them and just helping them understand potentially why something's not feeling great for them and and how you can change that narrative for them. Totally. I totally agree. And we don't use but. That's correct. They do not use but. It's a yes and approach. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to... I want to talk about Zoom philosophy, and I also want to talk about wisdom from the wardrobe coming back. So keep listening. I am with Bruce and Pamela of Michael Bruce Image Consulting. Feelings of disconnect are the cause of an ever-surging mental health crisis. Many of us feel apathetic about ourselves, our work, home, and relationships. We don't know how to re-engage. I'm Greg Kuyper of Kuyper Counseling. At the Root focuses on emotional connection and how awareness is at the root of building healthy relationships with self and others. Join me weekly to re-engage with both. At the Root airs Mondays at 3.30 p.m. here on KKNW. Subscribe to the podcast or go to Kuyper Counseling. Are you stuck in a creative straitjacket, going crazy, trying to find a different way out, exhausted from trying to make old ideas feel fresh and relevant? Popcorn and Noodle is a boutique agency that specializes in popcorning new ideas and noodling on existing ones for entrepreneurs and small businesses. Whether it's ideas about what to name a new venture, how to promote your services, or which direction to consider next, Popcorn and Noodle serves ideas that pop and stick. Don't go crazy. Go to popcornandnoodleideas.com. Creative solutions serve daily. Going against the grain has never been this much fun. Alternative Talk 1150. Don't ask me to talk. That is your only radio. Welcome back to the show. (laughs) Of course, commentary from Bruce during the break. I know any of you that know him are shocked. Uh, so welcome. I'm just a quiet, unassuming guy. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am with Bruce Flammer. I am with Pamela. They are part of Michael Bruce Image Consulting. As I mentioned, uh, Beck wasn't able to join. Before we took a break, we were talking about the process and the philosophy behind the process and. As I mentioned, uh, the pandemic may have slowed us all down. It didn't stop what you do, because as we talked about, you do these things remotely already. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we actually added to the list of things that we do remotely as well, just because we had the opportunity to do that, even giving presentations over Zoom. Yeah. Over Zoom. <laughs> I, and so that brings up something that I want to talk about, because one of the messages that that you have is that how you dress, even if you're remote, it still matters. And you talk a lot about dressing for your day. And I would even go so far as to say you're dressing for your mindset. Mm -hmm. So talk about that because there's a lot of people that are still going to be remote. Yes. 
So talk about that, a philosophy, and then maybe a couple of tips for people. Pamela, you want to talk about that, the philosophy first? <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> so, you know, obviously when the pandemic, pandemic first hit and everybody was like, yeah, we can work from home, we can work in our pajamas, we can be in our sweatpants, and that's great um, if you don't have to be on camera. Um, so, you know, we heard all these horror stories where people are, you know, in front, um, in front of the camera and they stand up and they're walking away and they're in their pajamas, and, you know, all these different things. But what we feel... Um, and this mindset is that if you're going to get dressed for your day and you're, you know, you're doing your job, if you would turn up to the office in your pajamas, if you wouldn't turn up to the office in the pajamas, would you really want to be on camera with your coworkers in pajamas or sweatpants as well? Um, because do you feel your best when you're not showing up for your day? Um, and find a lot of the time that the answer to that question is no. You know, you tend to not sit quite as sharply in your seat you maybe don't take things quite so seriously if you're not in that mindset of work and your clothing can play a big part in that mm-hmm. um so you know like i said we did hear a lot of oh yeah great i can be in my pajamas but as the months rolled on we got we started to hear a lot of okay i, I need to get back into my own clothes mm-hmm. i need to start feeling good about myself because you know it, it was fun and games for for a minute and then it becomes well this is our reality moving forward um you know, so helping people change their mindset that, you know, just because you're sitting at your desk at home, what happens if, you know, there's that impromptu uh, Zoom call that comes up that you didn't have scheduled and you're sitting there in your, you know, your T-shirt stained with your coffee or um, you're still in your fluffy slippers and fluffy, fluffy pajamas. How do you quickly get ready for a Zoom call when you've got two minutes? We would say that, you know, just start off your day dressed in a way that you know any eventuality that comes up you're ready for it so even if you're sitting at your you know with just a plain sweater on um have a have a jacket hanging over the back of your seat or just put a piece of jewelry on that way when you're on camera you're ready to go makeup on very simple just a strong lip and brow you don't need to necessarily be thinking i have to get ready from head to toe in, you know, full face of makeup or my hair needs to be done i need to be absolutely pristine but you do want to make sure that you ready for anything that pops up. Yeah, you don't want to look like my 18-year-old son in his first period class, um, who is, like, exactly. literally still in bed. Um, yay, Charlie. Right. Yeah, yay, I mean, Charlie. You know, I mean, it sounds, it sounds a little, you know, harsh to say, well, if you're being paid for a job, you should get up and get dressed, ready to go to work. Just because your office commute is now not on the 520 or the 405, it's from your bedroom to your office. You're still making that way. You're, you're making your way to work. So, you know, it helps set you up for the day if you just get ready. Um, and then you can tackle anything. Because well, when you look good, you feel better about yourself. And I know some people dismiss that, but we've seen it a million times mm-hmm. in our clients when they feel, you, when they know they look good and they're well presented, they just, they exude that confidence. And that comes across whether you're in person or you're on video. Totally. Yeah. And we've heard that from people that um, when they, decide to wake up in the morning and get themselves dressed for their day, they're actually, their day's more productive. My day's even mm-hmm. is more productive when I get up and get dressed for the, my day and what's going on. That's I just also, the reality. I also think that it helps you set boundaries. So mm. in a yes. space where you can't set boundaries because you're at home, there is mm-hmm. something about a delineation between I'm now dressed for work, mm-hmm. I'm sending a message to my kid, mm-hmm. my dog, my spouse, <laughs> my mother, my brother, everyone else, that I'm in work mode. And then at the end of the day, you can pull a Mr. Rogers mm-hmm. and you can 
you know, get into something more comfortable. And so then your day is over. And so I think that is a visual way of setting boundaries and a way of reminding yourself of those boundaries that just because you're at home all the time and home is where you work and vice versa, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you can't still have working hours. Absolutely. I think that's a really great point, Stacey, because people are like, oh, I can work anytime. It's like, yeah, but really... Do you really want to work anytime or do you or should you have set working hours? Mm-hmm. And I think that makes a lot of sense. Well, and to double down on what, you know, Pamela talks about with that idea of dressing for your day, if you do the whole half dressed thing, then you're kind of you're half in your day. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like you're aware of the fact that you're like, you know, Billy Ray Cyrus and the whole mullet thing, yeah. like of business yeah. in the front and party in the back and all. But like, right. so that means that your mindset is also like, you know, okay, I'm basically, I'm a grown up from the top up. Yeah, and, yeah, right. you know, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. But also, I mean, if you take the time to get dressed from the waist up, it'll take you an extra 30 seconds to put trousers on or a skirt or whatever's comfortable. Right. So why would you not go that extra step? And my compromise, uh, because I always, when I'm at home, I kick off my right shoe anyway. It's just a weird thing. Don't even worry about it, folks. It's fine. Um, it is real. It is <laughs> so real. I you walk around. That about you, Stacey. I thank oh, you. Oh, it's so interesting. It's like there could be a deep dive here. Um, one of these days, I'm going to have like a doctor to talk to me about this. So I have found that okay, I'm not going to wear the fuzzy slippers, or you know, but maybe I don't want to wear heels or flats because I'm sitting at the table. So mm-hmm. I just go barefoot, hmm. and I'm like, that's my compromise. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not fully dressed, but really, you're never fully dressed without a smile. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Add it to the playlist. <laughs> You know, Stacey, actually, I mean, you you make a good point there. I don't sit at my desk with shoes on either. One, because we don't wear shoes in my house. So I think that's the one um, concession I think a lot of people could make is if you want to go, you know, do away with one thing, have that be your shoes because Mm -hmm. it's not necessary, you know, because you are sat down. I mean, how many people may potentially kick off their shoes under their desk at work anyway? Probably quite a few. So let's, let's have that be a concession. I will say this. We did a uh, seminar, a style seminar last week, and it was already going to be interesting and different because we were doing it on Zoom and not, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in person. And then the configuration I had wasn't working, so I had to change it at the last minute and do oh, it from my that. desk. Okay. <laughs> so I had to do it sitting down. Oh, and <laughs> so you had to make sure you didn't look too short. I had to make sure I, my torso <laughs> didn't look too short. So I actually put on shoes because I was like, I need to feel comfortable here. <laughs> it was just driving me crazy. Oh my and gosh. I like to wear a navy or a blue pinstripe or a beaded stripe jacket or blazer when, you know, or suit when I give presentations. Well, on Zoom, that gives you the moray effect if you wear something that's a beaded stripe like that. So I had to change that when I looked at myself on the video. I was like, that's not going to work. <laughs> so That's not going to work. I had to put shoes on. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So we have about five or six minutes, and okay. I want to make sure that we pivot, pivot. <laughs> to talking about the Wisdom from the Wardrobe podcast. What? It's yeah. coming Pamela? back. <laughs> it's coming it back. It is. Yes. So um, if you've missed us. Uh, we'll be back for season three of Wisdom from the Wardrobe, so we're expected to release um, April 12th 
this year. So yeah, mm-hmm. can you believe that? Three seasons. I we have so much fun. Yeah, and we got a lot oh, to talk we about. We have so much to talk about. So for people that haven't been listening, which shame on you. I mean, I'm not trying to shame you, but like totally shame on you. <laughs> totally um, shame on you. <laughs> it is it now what'd you say? I was gonna say it's okay if they haven't listened. They can they can jump right in for season three. Right. Or do what everybody does and binge listen. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And what I love about what you've created is that so many times people think that fashion isn't for them or it's too high fashion or that style doesn't matter. You know, all of these questions and what you created is this space where we all have a role. Bruce is a knucklehead. <laughs> <laughs> it's therapy. <laughs> where he adds colorful commentary. And, you know, Pamela I really actually, do know what I'm talking about. I, you do. And that's the thing why I'm always saying to people, I'm like, he really does know what he's talking about. Like, I know it's, I know it's hard to imagine, but like, he's very good at his he job. He has built a company. Right. Exactly. Like, he's successful, by the way. I know it's hard to like get that, but it's true. Um, and then, you know, Pamela actually like, she's the Liliana of the group. She's the school nerd. She like, does all the work. She does like the outline and she like, you know, thinks about this and she knows like, you know. This is what we're going to talk about. And if we're talking about, like, you know, the spring colors. And she's like, according to my research, this is what it is. (laughs) Right. Like, she, thank God for her, because then, you know, when. It gives us credibility. When we used to drive to the studio together, (laughs) it was like I would sit in the back and with Beck. And the two of us were like the two little kids in the back seat with mom and dad in the front. And dad would be like, completely clueless. Like we're heading to Easter Mass and like the kids look great. And meanwhile, mom is like, you know your lines. You know what you're supposed to say at the play. Like don't misbehave. You know, I've I've printed out everyone's copy. Here's your copy. (laughs) Right. And then, you know, I'd be like. Wait, what am I supposed to say? And, you know, just that look Can of I like... Can I just be cute? Right. Like, are you kidding me right now? Do you know what I put into this? So um, so that's fun. Really very, fun. very professional. And But that energy, that vibe then actually plays so well when the four of us get together and we have these conversations because they are topics that people are curious about and it's such an approachable way. And the thing is, while we are all generally in agreement about things, we may have different approaches or different philosophies. And what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for the other. And it means then that there's room for everybody. There's room for everybody. Yeah, and I think one of my favorite parts of, about Wisdom from the Wardrobe, I think, is it can be a serious topic, you know, talking about style and fashion and the nuances of it. But we really do, as a team, try and make it fun and funny and accessible and really not taking ourselves too seriously, even though the subject matter can potentially be serious at times, um, so that people feel like they're they're there with us, sitting around the table, having a coffee, you know, or a cup of tea in my case, um, and really having a good old chinwag about, you know, things that are going on right now, things that are coming, um, and just so that people feel like they're right there with us. And that's kind of what we, we love about it and what we want it to be is not, not something stuffy, but something that's just fun. I think we're going to need to come up with Britishisms for our next Wisdom from the Wardrobe because how do you do a chinwag? It's a chat. 
Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, chinwag okay. is like we're all sitting around and we're. Uh, am I correct? You are. I, did, did, did have I not said that one before? Surely I've used that one before. I don't know that I've heard I don't you say think I've it. Heard it. But I <laughs> knew. <laughs> okay. I, unlike some people, I was able to figure out in context. <laughs> if your chin's wagging, you're talking. See? Yeah. Okay. I'm wagging. Oh. Well, we, we keep talking about these Britishisms. We'll get there sometime. We're going to get there I know. sometime. There needs to be the like an equivalent of Spotify for like expressions. Yes. That people can, you know, instead of an urban dictionary, we need like a Michael Bruce image consulting dictionary. I like it. Because we talk about like zhuzhing things, which Absolutely. came from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Right. Um, you know, and just all of these different things that we talk about. So I am... So, I actually so. had a client ask me, it was like, okay, so you keep saying this word zhuzh, mm-hmm. and he said, spell it, and I said, I, no. I can't. <laughs> it's a sound. And he goes, well, what does that mean? So I was literally showing him how to zhuzh, and he was like, and then he looks at me and he's like, did I zhuzh that right? And I said, you said the word perfectly. I said, and you did zhuzh correctly. It's, it is, um, <laughs> isn't it, it's onomatopoeia. Mm-hmm. which is like yeah. the word sounds like it's said or spelled or whatever. Right. Um, they used to use it for all you people over the age of, let's say, 45 or 50 in Batman the cartoon, when it would be like, zap, pow. That's onomatopoeia. That's right. You can learn on this show about things like onomatopoeia and who to contact if you're in need of some personal style consulting. Zhuzhi. And zhuzhing. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So the takeaways are, if you're frustrated with your style generally, or let's say you're going through a pandemic panic. Mm, we've had post, a few of those phone calls. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Then there's nothing that says that you can't fill out the personal style assessment mm-hmm. at the Michael Bruce Image Consulting website and uh, have the conversation and you can work with people all over the place. That's a non-issue. And if people want to get a sense of who you are in the tone of the team, then they can listen to Wisdom from the Wardrobe. Mm-hmm. The podcast is available on all your favorite preferred platforms. And, um, you know, they can fall in love with us all over again. All over again. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Um, so, Pamela, share all the various, like, share the website, share the social media handles. Okay, well, if Beck was here, she would say WW. So, so say <laughs> it. She would say WWW. Yeah. Come on, w- let's do it, Beck. Yeah. <laughs> um is where you can find information on us, including our personal style assessment. So we would love for anybody to fill one of those out, and we can do a virtual style consultation for people. Um, also, Wisdom from the Wardrobe is our podcast, as Stacey's mentioned a few times. That's available on our website but it's also available on um apple google play all the major platforms everywhere uh everywhere um if you want to find out more about what we do with our clients we have style stories on our website too where you can read the stories of um why people have used us and how that's impacted them um or you can follow us on instagram at michael bruce i um ig where else are we at? Facebook, Michael Bruce Image Consultant Facebook page too. Yeah, we're we're everywhere. Yeah, uh, Instagram. It's uh, Michael oh, Bruce, Bruce I see. I see. Sorry. I, I mean, I get it. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of things for us to remember here. It, it is a, a lot. lot. <laughs> so, thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Pamela. This has been fun. Oh my gosh, it's always fun. It makes me excited wow, for when we start. So fast. I know. 
thank you to Eric, of course. Eric, good job. And, um, okay, that's my job. Good job, Eric. <laughs> uh, thank you to you both. They, okay. Um, next week, I am doubly blessed, or should I say doubly guest. Huh? See what I did there? I have uh, Pete Connolly, who is a massage therapist with acute injury massage, joining me, along with Troy Hunter, who is a personal injury attorney hmm. at Inj- uh, Injury Law Group Northwest. And they are going to be talking about when worlds collide. Interesting. And how to stay free from uh, pain in multiple ways. So, hey, everybody, remember, stay connected, not close. Take care, and thanks again. Bye-bye.